is your Sci-Fi 5, 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History for September 24th. If you've got an action figure sitting on your shelf, and let's face it, you're listening to a science fiction podcast, so that's a pretty safe bet, you ultimately have one man to thank. Marty Abrams, father of the action figure, was born on this day in 1942. Or 1943, or 1944, depends on who you ask. It all began with Marty's parents, David and Madeline Abrams, who in 1954 started a company to import cheap dime store toys and named it Mego, after a phrase Marty's brother would say when he wanted to go somewhere. But our story really begins when Marty started running the company in 1971. Now, action figures technically already existed at this point in the form of G.I. Joe, but at the time G.I. Joe was just a single generic soldier. Where Marty changed the game was in branding and licensing. The catalyst that kicked it all off was Marty running into Joe Namath in a bar, not long after Broadway Joe had won a Super Bowl. Marty suggested making an action figure of Namath, and Joe agreed. After the doll did about $4 million in sales, Marty figured maybe there's something to this whole licensing thing. Marty started with Batman and Superman, and soon Mego was also producing figures for Marvel Comics, Star Trek, Planet of the Apes, The Wizard of Oz, even Sonny and Cher. All of these figures and licenses created a lot of variety within a franchise's toy line, which not only helped kids recreate their favorite scenes, but also kicked off an action figure collection boom. In 1976, Marty flew to Japan to meet with toy company Takara to sign a deal to bring their Microman figures to the U.S. under the name Micronauts. But unfortunately, that turned out to be a huge mistake. Not because of Micronauts, they actually sold really well for Mego. The problem was the timing. While Marty was in Japan making the Micronauts deal, he missed out on a much more lucrative opportunity. We'll unpackage that in just a few. While Marty was cutting a deal to turn Microman into Micronauts, 20th Century Fox was looking for someone to produce a toy line for their upcoming scrappy sci-fi flick, Star Wars. They pitched it to a junior executive at Mego's New York office, since Marty and the engineers and marketing team and licensing team were all in Japan. The Mego exec turned it down. After all, they already had major licenses like Star Trek, Marvel, and DC, so they didn't need to take a chance on some flash-in-the-pan, low-budget sci-fi flick. So the Fox representative hit up another toy company, a small company from Cincinnati called Kenner, whose senior manager happened to be in town. And the rest is history. The incredible popularity of the Star Wars toy line, and its easier-to-produce-and-easier-to-play-with-smaller size, was a death blow to Mego. To add insult to injury, the very same Takara Marty was meeting with ended up getting the rights to Star Wars toys in Japan. Mego ended up closing its doors only a few years later. That wasn't the end of Marty's story, though. A few years later, he co-founded a new company, AGE, to retain some of Mego's licensing deals— and not only kept Micronauts going, but also introduced new toys like Sky Dancers, Visionaries, and even the Nintendo Power Glove. In 2009, AGE reclaimed the rights to the name Mego, and in 2018 started releasing new versions of their classic 8-inch toys under the name Marty Abrams Presents Mego, as well as they should have been toys, such as Mego figures for Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan. 
Ever the licensing guru, Marty hopped on the rights for figures for Lord of the Rings and multiple horror franchises, among others, and, after signing an exclusive deal with Topps, Mego is back in the world of the superheroes that put it on the map, with two 8-inch figures just announced for DC Comics characters Green Arrow and Rachel Ghoul. So, while a long time ago, Marty may have missed out on cashing in on a galaxy far, far away, the future's still looking pretty bright for Marty Abrams and Mego. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5, for September 24th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment, executive producer, Rob Roddenberry. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.